got an awesome pod for you today. Matt and I are just going to fucking talk about what's working, what's not, what we're doing, our lives. And we're going to try to do this on a more regular basis where we just kind of come at you with our experiences lately. Because, you know, we're always, we're two guys. We're always trying to grow. We're always trying to get better. We're always trying to reach for that full potential and really optimize every single area of our life. <laughs> I fucked up. Um, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Optimize You. We got an extra special pod for you yet again today. Me and Matt are just going to share our life experiences. So we're going to try to just do this more often where we just pop on and we share what we're doing, what we're trying, what's working, what hasn't worked, and just our journey of trying to maximize our potential and optimize every single area of our life like we try to help you with. And so what is going on, Matt? We actually, we started, we started talking and I was like, dude, let's just fucking record because we're going to, we're going to start dropping some, some bombs. We don't want to miss anything. Dude, it happens every time we like before, anytime before we start the pod, we, we go on some rabbit holes on some tangents and I'm like, damn it. We should have record. Like this time we did not, you were on top of it. You said, dude, I think you just cut me or you off and was like, I'm going to hit record because we already started flowing on something. But yeah, man, I'm super happy uh, to to kind of chat about stuff, see where you're at, uh, share some things that I'm working on right now. And I get excited to do these ones because not only are we trying to practice or excuse me, like practice and implement from a coaching standpoint and like, you know, coach our clients and things like that. But man, we're constantly growing ourselves. And I think that's for me, that's the fun part of it. It allows me to go through some ups and downs, figure things out, maybe tweak some nuances here and add it to the the toolbox or the arsenal to be able to become a better coach and, and in the process of leveling myself up too. So yeah, man, I always get excited to talk about this stuff. Oh, me too. And this is like, this is almost a peak under or a peak behind the curtain of this is a conversation that we have. Like we're always like after the pod, we're having conversations where like we could have recorded a full pod with that information. Like we're just talking about the stuff that we enjoy and our journey of practicing what we preach and just trying to grow. Like that's a, like we're two dudes who are obsessed with growth, who are trying to get better and trying to help people with this stuff that we're using to get better. Right. It's, it's kind of all that stuff. And what we were talking about before we got on that I wanted to make sure that we had on this podcast is that you sent me yesterday at my let's recent podcast with Dr. Benjamin Hardy, that this podcast, amazing. Right? Like, it's just so amazing. We both watched it twice already. If you haven't watched it, go through. But what I wanted, what I was starting to say before we were clicked record, which I wanted to make sure we got on because there's just so many amazing things that we were already kind of going back via text yesterday on, on how good the podcast was. But one thing that resonated highly with me was their talk on a why, right? Because I've always talked about why, like the, the huge reason that's driving you. But I resonated so highly with their talk about how most people, or I wouldn't say most, but a lot of people aren't honest about their why, right? They kind of have like a, a shallow, like they have a shallow why, but they they talk about this like super meaningful, want to help other people why. Sounds and good. Way, yeah. way too much with this. Like I was like, they fucking got me, dude. They got Same. me. And I hate to admit it, but like, I want to want to help more people, right? Like, and like this, it's, it's the... Not to say I don't want to help people, right? We wouldn't be doing this if we didn't want to help people. But my true real why is freedom. It's true, pure freedom. Like It's like in the sense of financial freedom, in the sense of time freedom, in the sense of all of that. 
And I loved what they talked about, about how your why is going to develop. But if you're not honest with yourself, you're not going to reap the benefits of that fire that it can be. And so I actually, it really hit hard with me, which was like, I need to, I need to start being more honest with my actual why here and just start talking, like start just like using my true why of freedom. And like, the thing is, is like the, the cool thing is, is like my why doesn't have to be to help people, right? We're helping people. Like it, it's, it's a byproduct of what we're doing right now. Hopefully we're helping somebody change their life. And I would love for it in the future to be all around that, right? That's, that's my hope is that my why continues to develop from freedom, from time freedom, from financial freedom, from whatever type of other freedoms there are out there to like impact, full on impact. But you got to meet yourself where you're at, which was like a really revelation for me. Dude, I thought that was amazing. I mean, that pierced me right in the heart too. <laughs> it was so cool to hear them say that. And Ed share the example of um, one of his like girl colleagues that he mentors and he asked her and her her thing was, man, I, I just want to be famous. Like I just, yeah. you know, and he's like, man, I, was, I thought that was so cool. She didn't sugarcoat it. She didn't say it was like to give to some charity or like, by the way, those things are all amazing. Right. But she was very transparent in what she wanted and what her why was and the purpose behind it. And I, it, that got me thinking that got me thinking like, Oh man, you know, and, and I think it's more so when we're doing something like this, like publicly, it's almost like you, not to say you want to sugarcoat things, but you want to also say what's in it for other people other than yourself sort of thing. Right. And so your brain gets on that versus, no, like selfishly, what's the thing that ultimately drives you? Like, what's that thing that when nobody's looking and you're spending time with yourself and you, you're looking yourself in the mirror or you're going to bed at night, like what's the thing you're marinating on? What's the thing you're dreaming about? What's your imagination just kind of curating? And it was cool to hear them say that and let, let you know that it's okay because being selfish with your why is going to be enough driving force and it's going to create enough uh, you know, desire in you to, to actually go for the thing. If you say something superficial, that's like, oh yeah, I want to, I don't know. I, I want to be able to create 10 golf courses in my city for the people who are less fortunate make it like a cheaper price. Like that's cool. But like, if you cut the bullshit and you go to the actual thing of like, why you want to do the thing, unless that is your thing. But I'm just saying like, that sounds like a very like, let me, let me sound impressive to other people. Right. <laughs> so it was so cool to hear that, man. It almost like allowed me to go like, ha, huh, it's okay. It's okay to want certain things. Right. It's like, like for me, one of the things that I don't say publicly, but I will now after listening to yesterday's show is I want a uh, barn dominium. I don't know if you've ever seen those, but they're essentially like a it's their new, like modern, like farmhouse barns, but they turn them into houses, which is like, for me, I could put my gym in there. I could, I could house my bass boat in there and I could have land and like that truly, like if you could see the the picture on, on the background of my, my screen, my computer screen right here, that's what I have a picture of. That's the thing that I look at every single day, right? It's, it's not like all these things that I, I guess that are like trying to impress other people. That's like my selfish thing that I want. And yes, it's materialistic and yes, it's, but that is like what, that, that, that drives me. I'm like, damn, I want that. Like, that's, that's something that's like important to me. Right. Like, and yes, that's a materialistic thing, but man, I could, I could also go on the whole other side and, and go down a whole other avenue of the other things. There's, I, I can't, it's hard to pinpoint one thing. I think it's a lot of things for me, <laughs> which I think it's okay. It's cool to hear them say too, like, 
whatever your thing is now, like your why is now, like it'll evolve, like it'll change, you know? And so I thought that was super cool. Oh, that's really cool. And I love that you want that, like the barn dominion. I think that's really, well, that's awesome. And admitting it to yourself, right? I think both of us like admitting, what do we really want? Cause like, I was scared to do it for a long time. So I was like, oh, like, man, like all shameful, right? Yeah. I think that kind of pops in my head. And I think that maybe resonates with some people out there where you're like, I want to do this for what are kind of selfish reasons. But the thing is, is like a lot of the times, even if your reason is like, you know, I just want to be like financially free or I just want to, you know, not have to worry about fucking my bills every month. Right. Like that's fucking cool. Like that's yeah. cool. And, and the thing about that is, is like they said, it's going to evolve, but also at the same time, like the byproduct of that stuff is helping people too. Like if you want to, right. If you, if you have a goal of making more money for the sake of right now, just helping your family out, you make more money. It potentially means you can donate to some more awesome causes or you can, you know, create a charity or whatever, like all this stuff that it could happen down the road, who really knows. But, you know, I do love that too. I love volunteering my time. I love donating to, to good causes. And like, that's something that is on, like, that's something that freedom can get me, right. It allows me to do that to the, to the things that have impacted me in a great way throughout like my life or things that can impact other people. And so that's a cool extra cause, but I think this is, this is like, it, there's, there's so many things in this podcast though, that were just really good. Dude. I think that's so good that you brought that up is because you don't necessarily have to let go of all of the things, um, you know, that are not necessarily driving you. I think by you finding that one thing that you're so passionate about, that your desire, that you're not afraid to share. And by the way, you don't have to share it either, but you're not afraid to think about it and bring it to the forefront and feel like you're not being selfish because that is what it's going to take enough desire, enough ambition to go after the thing, which in turn, you have so much power to do all these other things. Like you're saying, it's a byproduct. All these other things will come of it by you achieving kind of this one, you know, tip of the spear thing that you're super embodying and you're like, man, I want to achieve that. And in so doing, you'll be so passionate about it that eventually you will achieve it. And by doing so, you're going to open up so many doors and opportunities to do things like the charities, to do things like inspire other people to do like, you'll, those will just be byproducts of you actually chasing the thing that you feel like your purpose is and what you are versus going, let me chase the thing that people think that I want or, or people think that I should go after, right? Which I've done a lot in my life where I'm like, man, I almost did it with uh, firefighting because I was like, oh man, you know, I see a lot of baseball players after they, they graduate, they go become firefighters. A lot of my buddies included, right? And a lot of family members. And so I saw my family asking me and envisioning me as a firefighter when in my head, I'm like, I, I was like trying to get myself to do it, trying to get myself to become that deep down in my heart. I was like, I don't, I don't have a passion for this. Right. But I was like trying to trick myself. Cause like, Oh man, I'm kind of supposed to do that. Right. I'm supposed to go save lives and, and be a firefighter. And that's just an easy, seamless transition. Family has done it. A lot of my teammates have done it. So I guess that's my path too. And so I'm like, I'm trying to fit a square into a circle shape, you know, and I'm like trying to shape it and mold it and make it work as much as I can. Um, you know, and asking people who do it and get their feedback on it and sitting with them and going like, like having them help me in practice with the interview questions. Like I was like, really going to do this. And then I just had a realization where I was like, I don't want this. I don't want to do this, you know? And I, I had to have like that real conversation with myself. And I was like, I care. 
I care about strength and conditioning. I care about nutrition. I care about improving people's lives. Like I, I don't care what my path is or what it's going to be like, but I know that as long as I get and put that ladder on that building, like I'm going to have a chance. I'm going to give myself a chance. If I do the other thing, I could become quote unquote, super successful in it and make a decent amount of money. Um, but get there and feel unfulfilled. And then whose fault is that? Right. It's nobody else's. I can't blame the other people for like wanting that for me. Like, no, I blame myself because I wasn't true to myself. I wasn't like, oh, this is something that I really want. This was like, ah, that, that's, that's what other people want for me. And so I'm trying to squeeze myself into this narrow path that is probably not for me. As a matter of fact, I know it's not for me, you know? So the cool thing is, is like, you can't lie to yourself. Yeah. It's like, it's like you try, I've tried to do it a lot and deep down, you know, right. Deep down, you know, what, what's truly going on. And so, I don't know. It's like, it's freeing really to, to be able totally. to be honest with yourself. And so, I know that's cool. But what, what else are you doing? What's, what's working for you recently or what have you been trying? Yeah, so one thing uh, I've been trying to get really better at and the, and the time frame in which I do it is, is it was on the podcast yesterday too, is framing. I guess you can also call it perspective, but they talked about framing a lot. And I've tried to embrace that in my own life with different scenarios that come up that we deem as bad or a less than a convenience, or I like to use the word speed bumps. Um, and being able to quickly decipher what that means and ask myself, is it serving me? Right. Like, or what, why is this thing happening instead of being emotionally attached to it and being like down in the dumps and be like, man, I'm in a shitty mood or man, I don't really want to talk to anybody because this happened or this scenario is going on. Really asking myself, even in the worst case scenarios going, this is happening for me for a reason. Let me just try to figure out what it is. Right. Like if, um, you call an Uber and you're trying to get a ride to the airport and all of a sudden they cancel for whatever reason, you're already cutting it pretty short. Right. And you're like, damn, like, why, why is that happening? Like, of course this would happen. I'm already late. Like, and instead going, man, you know what? I, this is happening for a bigger reason. Maybe I'm going to be able to miss a certain part of traffic by doing this. Or maybe there was a scenario where I could have gotten a car accident if I went at that specific time or, you know, and just reframing things. I think that's huge in being able to use your own perspective so that it benefits you so that you can take something from it versus just being the victim with everything. Um, and you see the people that have that victim mentality and victim mindset, like all, all these shitty things are happening to me and thinking that you're a, a special snowflake and bad shit doesn't happen to everybody else. Right. That's, that's where you start to bury yourself and, and it's just a slippery slope going down that way. So I've really been trying to practice. I was already pretty good at it. I would, I would deem myself as pretty decent. Um, but my ability and turnaround time to ask, what can I get from this thing? This bad, this quote unquote bad scenario, how is it serving me? And if I don't see that it's serving me, can I ditch it or how can I reframe and ask the question differently? Like, how can this serve me and putting myself in that position? So that's something that I've been working on a lot lately. Oh, I love it. No, I think, I, I think of that as like having the identity of a learner, right? I, I love to think, I actually have something written down here that I, I wrote down like a month or two ago. And it's something that is right before we recorded a podcast, I think, or right before something that I was watching a Kobe Bryant video mm -hmm. real. And he was talking about there, asked him what, you know, like, what are you more focused on? Like winning, not losing, whatever. And he's like, I don't play to win. I play to learn. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's, that's what I do. And I was like, I wrote that down and I put that in my calendar as a reminder. 
like the identity of a learner and the identity of like taking the lesson out of everything. And they did talk about that a lot in that podcast yesterday as well. And, and that's something I've also been working heavily on where it's like, okay, what, you know, it's finding the, the benefits of the thing. Like I had something, I might've told this on a podcast, but we had something where we were going back from Arizona when I was down there watch or when I was down there looking for a place to, to stay or to move to. And we, one of the last places that had like somewhat quality food, right? Subway. I don't know if I'd consider that necessarily quality food, but it's better than McDonald's. That's one of my go-tos. <laughs> like that, right. So like, you do. In a pinch. it's not my favorite, but it's something right. And it's like, okay, let's stop there. And it took us 45 minutes to get through this line. Like it was not a very long line. They just were short staffed and had a lot of orders coming in from online. And it would be easy for me to be like frustrated, right? And to like be like, wow, this sucks. Like, what? Well, like, they just complain about it. But about like 10 minutes in, I was like, this is an opportunity to work on patience, right? That's yep. the lesson here. Like, how can I be more patient? And I've been trying to take those lessons from different things too, like when driving, letting go of, letting go of things, like not worrying about the person driving slow, using that as a test of patience, using that as an opportunity to let go of a part of myself that's holding me back. And that has been working well. I think that feeds right into this like whole letting go notion that I think I've talked to you about that I've been really working on like the past, right? It's something that I think a lot of people focus on, me included, focusing on all these things that happened or like something that like just keeps coming back. It's like, oh, this person did this or you know, this negative comment on, on like, why did this person say this on TikTok? <laughs> why did you know this and that and whatever. And then also like things that are happening that are out of your control, right? Like the weather and somebody driving slow or all these different things. I've been trying to let go of those things and just be like, just breathe, relax, and just allow the, allow the experience to unfold how it's going to experience. And then just do what I'm supposed to be doing right in that, in that scenario, which is not being frustrated is not, you know, getting pissed off at the guy in front of me is not like, why does it have to rain today? I had something <laughs> to do outside, you know, like all this yeah. bullshit, like doesn't really move us in the direction, but also like is a stress reliever as well. Like when you relax, when you let go, you relieve stress, but it also like it breaks off that part of you that, that needs to be frustrated and annoyed and needs to attach to all these things outside of yourself or all of these things that happened in the past that continue coming up and continue to resurface, like just because it didn't go the way that you wanted it to go. Dude, it's great. It's like you get your power back, right? If you, yeah. you feel like you have more control and it's the difference between like waking up and being reactive to everything that's going on, every scenario that happens to you versus being very intentional, very in control of what's happening. And you'll notice when you can do that and almost detach yourself emotionally from those kind of scenarios. Or I even like to tell myself just to slow down. Like when you feel that urge to like want to react, you just like kind of bite it and, and sit on it, marinate on it a little bit and be a little bit more in control and say, what can I get from this? What is this trying to teach me? What can I learn from this? life becomes better, man. Life becomes easier because you almost feel like you can't lose in those scenarios, right? You're just kind of waiting for bad shit to come up so that you can not be reactive. You can be intentional. You can slow down a little bit and then learn something from it. Like that's a perfect example of what you did in the subway. Like that's an easy scenario where you can be frustrated, 
especially when you're you're hangry, right? You're like, oh man, I'm starving, bro. Like my attention span is so small. You start to bitch and complain versus just going, no, man, you know what? This is this is testing my patience right now. I wonder if 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 I could be of assistance in any way. Like if they need me to call out names for some of the orders that are to go, like, you know, your brain start, you start to shift your brain from a different perspective. And now you start to see through a different lens that's actually going to be more beneficial than you actually causing more stress in your life. So dude, I love that. Um, what, what's something that you've been working on, man? Other than that, Other than that's go. a huge one. That's a huge one. That's a big one. Letting go has been a huge thing. Um, I've been also, I'll say, so last week, so I have to eat a lot of food, right? I got to eat a lot of fucking food. I think my maintenance is like 4,100 calories, which mm. is, and, uh, so it can be a chore. It can almost be like a second job sometimes to eat food. And so I was like, I, I've done intermittent fasting in the past, right? I don't have any feelings against or for it. I think it, it works for some people. Like some people just aren't hungry until a certain point. I'm like, maybe if I have less meals, <laughs> it will be less of a chore, right? It'll just feel better. And so I was like, I, I'm going to try this for a week and see. And what I noticed was that I was sharper, right? I was sharper in the morning. But what I also noticed is like over the collective week, my energy was just so much less consistent. Like I didn't even, I didn't even really realize until the start of this week. And I was like, I was like, why did I feel weird last week? And I was like, I didn't feel like I had a lot of energy. I didn't feel like I could do a lot of stuff. And I was like, oh, well, I was doing intermittent fasting. I was waiting four hours after waking up to eat my first meal. I was eating three bigger meals, probably still eating in a calorie deficit because it's tough to eat that much, four meals worth of food in three meals. And I was like, you know what? Maybe intermittent fasting isn't the thing. And then the last few days, the last three days since Monday, I've just been eating regularly. And I was like, oh, yeah, this this feels a lot better. Like, I, I feel more like myself. And so yeah. I have nothing against intermittent fasting. Like I said, I think some people, they're just not hungry till 10 a.m., noon, whatever. If that works for you, if you can get all the food you need to eat in, um, if you feel good on that, awesome. But it doesn't have to work. You know, it's not going to work for everybody. It's like different things work for different people. That's why we always encourage people to try different types of things, right? It's like I'm not going to ever tell anybody to to do a lot of these things. And I don't necessarily agree with certain things for certain types of people based on their lifestyle. But that being said, there's going to be things that you just feel amazing on. And what are we to tell you that that you can't feel amazing, right? Like that, like somebody's, somebody feels amazing doing intermittent fasting. Like they're sharp, they get more work done. Um, they still don't have a problem getting the food in they need to eat. Like it's probably not a good fit for somebody who needs to eat as much food as me. But for people that like eat less food, you know, maybe it is something that works for you, but if you're also starving when you get up, probably not the right move. Yeah. And it's not like this magic pill either. It's, it's just a tool. I tell people that all the time. Use intermittent fasting as a tool. I've used it and had great success with it, but I use it during certain times of the year where I feel like I need a leverage, uh, where I feel like I'm going to be at less sleep, um, just based on work schedule and time of the year so that I need to create a cutoff window for myself so that I can help curb some of those late night cravings that I know that are going to be more frequent because my ghrelin's elevated, because my sleep is less than adequate. Like I'll, I'll use it as a tool and I encourage people to do that as well. Because if you can do that, you don't become so reliant on any one thing and you get to practice and experiment. Does this intermittent fasting actually work for me? Is it beneficial for me? Or is it just some thing that 
you know, I, I went out and tried because so-and-so tried it and they had success and then I didn't. So therefore it sucks. And I try to get people to get away from that mindset and that mind frame and just like experiment with it. Try it. Give yourself a window here. Um, if you find success with it and your energy levels are up and it works really well for you and, you know, you feel like you can implement it sustainably, then like, by all means, let's go for it. But I don't push it on anybody. I always make it as like an option or an opportunity for somebody, depending on their individual, you know, unique scenarios. Everybody's different. But yeah, I just encourage people to look at it as like a tool, one one of many in your toolbox that you can use to your disposal when needed, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and also, like what I would just encourage since we're on that topic of intermittent fasting, I would just encourage people to understand that, like you said, it's not like a magic pill you can't just eat everything you want because I've, I've heard that way too many times with intermittent fasting you just got to eat within the eight hour window you can do whatever you want within that eight hour window. the whole premise of it like if you're using if somebody was using it to lose weight the whole premise would be that you're by shortening your eating window you're shortening the amount or you're lessening the calories you're eating in that window right and creating a 500 calorie deficit for anybody out there you know if any the vehicle of any sort of like diet, keto, carnivore. It doesn't matter. Like optimal, it's a calorie deficit, right? Like, that's, like there's no sort of like magic type of like, oh, I can eat whatever I want. Like it just, it makes it seem like you can eat more because you're doing it. Like you have a shorter period of time to eat. So you're just not going to be as hungry throughout it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That Dude, that, I just, this popped in my mind too. And I made a note about it. The, the other thing that I've been working on right now that they actually talked about in the podcast too, is stretching my vision and my goal to the point where it feels not uneasy, but uncomfortable because it's so far of a stretch, meaning I don't even know if I can achieve it or I don't, I at least don't believe it yet because it's so far out there. Um, and they talked about this on the podcast yesterday too, yesterday too, it was like two X in your goal versus 10 Xing it. Right. And they, they made so much sense. And I'm a big, like, 2x person i think i just by default you know that's the way i think like okay you know i'm making this amount or i have this amount of clients or you know uh my progress in the gym personally is is x and i want it to get to here i want to double that you know and that's where my mind goes because i think it's just the easy default thing versus going okay what if you were to multiply that by 10 and the cool thing about it, I know it sounds scary, but it's supposed to, it's supposed to like instill a little bit of fear and uneasiness in you. And what you do, if you can put yourself in this mindset and think of not just a goal, but a goal that's going to stretch you beyond what you even think you're capable of. And then like dial it back just a hair where you're like, ah, it makes me feel uneasy. But if, you know, if I really put everything into this, who knows, it, it probably could be achievable. And like, when you can find that spot, you'll notice your vision looks differently. You start to eliminate things that you're like, okay, I have to definitely stop doing that because it's it's gonna not allow me to get to where it is that I need to go if I continue to do these little stupid things over here. Versus if I just try to double my goal and it's like within striking distance, I'm like, oh, I can keep doing these. I can keep getting shitty sleep. I can keep having snacks here and there. I can keep, you know, uh, you know, being attached to social media. Like I can, I can keep doing all these things when actually, when in actuality they're, they're anchors versus if I set some huge goal, that's like very lofty, it forces you to kind of sever those things that no longer will serve you. You, you literally have to change the person you are currently now to become a different person to attain that thing. And so that puts you in a totally different mindset to where you're like, Oh, 
man, so if you wanted to see some things that are holding you back that you're kind of hanging on to because you're like, ah, I still like them, I still enjoy them, um, I encourage you to, to set some goal that's going to stretch you pretty far and immediately you'll see things that don't serve you that you would have to eliminate to be able to attain, to become the person, to be able to achieve that thing. And man, does it stretch your mind in a different way. It puts things in a perspective like I, I've never seen before. Um, I don't know if you've tried that. Oh my God. No, I, I've definitely stayed in the comfort zone with goals, yeah. right? pushing, not pushing too far out. Like, oh, maybe that's not achievable. I loved that they were talking about. And I loved how he was talking about how like the 80-20 principle around goals, where it's like if you're trying to two extra goals, you're going to be able to keep 80% of the shit that you're doing. You're going to have to change 20% or grow on 20% to be able to reach that goal. As opposed to the 10xing of the goals, you're going to have to change 80% of what you're doing to get there. Like the 20% you're going to be able to keep, but 80% needs to go because there's going to be, I think it's so interesting. I've never, I've never thought about it that way, but like how there's less ways to get there. Like the, mm -hmm. the whole like notion of this huge impossible, like it, in your mind seems like there's no fucking way I can achieve this goal. It forces you to think in a different way because you have to be more creative to get to the goal. And there's going to be less ways to get there as opposed to, like you said, there's a million ways to get to these two X goals. You can kind of take whatever direction and you're going to maybe end up there if you continue growing as a person, as opposed to these 10 X goals. It's like, fuck, I got to shed this, 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 like, and to get there, right? I got to get rid of these. These are weighing me down. These, it kind of sheds a lot of light on the habits that are not serving you and on the things that are actually moving the needle. And it's like, oh, I got to spend a lot more of my time doing these like deep things that are going to really move the needle on this as opposed to this busy work shit and this or whatever that makes us feel like we're doing something, but we really aren't doing anything, right? We're not really moving forward. We're just doing some shit that seems cool. That's like, oh yeah, this is, this is doing, I'm researching, right? I've done that way too much. Like I'm researching, <laughs> which is cool. Yeah. Like, it's good. Like, yeah. you know, it's like I'm researching for ideas. Like I've been doing that a lot lately, actually. Like, cause I've been trying to like figure out what I, like what direction I want to take and like how I want to kind of go about the next stages in my business. But is researching. <laughs> I could research all my life. Like it's not like I'm just accumulating knowledge that's just going to really sit there if I don't do something with it and take action. Dude, I do it all the time. I'm like the king of just busy work, random ass, stupid shit that makes me feel productive, but that doesn't move the needle, right? Like I, I do this shit all the time. And that's why when they were talking about that and you, you literally try to envision something that would stretch you beyond what you feel like you're capable of now, it should, it should stretch you to where you're like the person that I am now could not attain and achieve that. I'd literally have to become a more improved, enhanced, better version of myself. And when you put yourself in that perspective and like, think about that thing, it's super eye opening because it makes all the busy work that we do on a daily basis, very apparent and going, okay, if you want to continue to do that busy work or these things that are distractions, you can, but it's like what you said, that's keeping the 80%. You only change 20, which will yield you a shorter, you know, less stretched uh, goal. And, and if that's what you want, great. Uh, but I found that I set my goals like that all the time where I don't have to change too much of who I am until I shift perspective and go, well, what if I had to change almost completely and, and change 80% of the things that I'm doing, man, it, it's, it's, it's like gives you this, um, 
it's almost like a scary, like fearful feeling, but also exciting at the same time. I don't know if, if that's the way you feel, but that's kind of like how I describe it. When you put yourself in that mindset, it's hard to explain, but it like stretches you so much to the point where you're like, oh man, yeah, like I would absolutely have to change who I am currently, but I believe that that version of me would be fucking awesome. Like I, I would be able to attain that and look back and go, man, look at all the stupid shit I was doing. And I was still able to deem myself as somewhat successful, but look at when I just kind of cut the strings on a lot of that shit, like what I was able to do. And it's just an interesting perspective to put yourself in. And I, I encourage people to do that if you haven't. And again, I don't think that's for everybody. I think it's for, I guess, one percenters, people who are like super ambitious, really driven, like want something way more than what they currently have. Like if you're satisfied where you're at currently right now, this probably won't work for you. But if you are somebody who's like, no, I know I'm capable of more. I'm just, I kind of go in and out. I'm inconsistent with it, but I know like there's something in there like, dude, just do this, like 10 X, whatever it is that you want, like think way beyond and man, your perspective will shift. It'll get clear. You'll have ultimate clarity. Your vision will start to be like this tunnel where you just cut off shit that doesn't serve you anymore. Oh, dude. Amazing. Like, that's, I'm actually, I wrote down to, to start thinking about those 10 X goals. Cause I'm like, this is, this is huge. It was that whole podcast was super eye opening, And I think that so many people have habits that they've been trying to cut for a while. Right. And I'm sure you maybe have this, like where you're like, why, why does this still pop its head in? Right. And I think that that type of frame of goals that are just crazy big, totally really just, it, it's like, you have, like, you have to get rid of these things. Right. It's like, it forces you to right now you're comfortable, right? You can afford it's that 80, 20, dude. It's so interesting. Like you can afford to keep it. Cause yeah. you can still move forward in the way you want yeah, to. Like, I, I can change a little bit. Like yeah. you know, I, I can still get it. I, I just got to change a couple things. Oh yeah. So I can afford to have this bullshit mindset still <laughs> a little bit. Like I can keep a little bit of this bullshit, you know, and just say it's, I can keep a little bit of these like shitty habits, but then right. it's not like it's probably unrealistic to think that people are always going to be able to cut every single thing that's not serving them. Right. But if you can get rid of a lot of the bullshit by stretching yourself so far that you have to be locked in you have to cut out some of the noise and some of that scrolling and some of this other bs like some of the the eating like these foods that in in excess that just don't make you feel good some of the staying up late to watch netflix because you know you it was a great episode and it strung you along again as opposed to getting that sleep that's going to make you make you wake up energized ready to go hitting the ground running like it's, it is, it's really cool to think about it, you know, for our perspective, right? You said it's not for everybody. If you're not somebody who's really trying to reach that full potential and trying to grow, you know, I, I talked about this at the start of the episode, like we're two guys that are obsessed with growth. Like we're always talking about this kind of stuff. We're always trying to get better. That's how we do the podcast is like, this is fun. This is, this is cool to talk about what we're doing and talk about our perspectives on things and hopefully have somebody take this stuff and, and run with it and, and change their life doing it. But like, this is like, we're always, we're bouncing off each other to try to, Oh shit. Like Matt's doing this. Like, that's a good idea. Let me try doing that. Oh, this has worked for Matt. Like, or this has worked for Alex. Like this, like maybe I'll take that. And like, you know, we can use this with our clients. We can use these with ourselves and just see if we can continue taking that step in the right direction. 
to where we want to be because we're not ever satisfied. And that's, that's a great spot to be in, right? I don't ever want to be satisfied. I don't like, I, it's, it's the comfort zone is shitty. That's not where we want to be. It's easy to be there. It's easy. It's, it's like on the surface, it feels fun to hang out there. Like, Oh, cool. I can just kick my feet up and kind of be lazy and not do shit. But eventually it's just like, I, I had a conversation with my family who was visiting this past weekend. Um, my mom, my mom's sisters and who have recently just retired. And so I was asking them about, you know, just recently retiring after being in the workforce their whole life. And their answers didn't surprise me. I thought that they would say, um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's enjoyable, but, and then they would come up with something else. And that's exactly what happened. They, you know, yeah, it's, it's great. Like, no, it's awesome. Um, man, but I try to find stuff to do in my day, you know? So there's always going to be, that's our like innate feature as humans is, is to want to be productive. We want to see progression in something, some way, shape or form. And when you've been doing it for so long, despite you hating your work or hating your job, all of a sudden it's taken away from you. You have this extra time gap opened up on the surface. It seems super cool. Like, oh yeah, I can just do whatever I want. After a couple of weeks, after a couple of months, that starts to fade because you've been doing something for so long that was so productive, regardless of whether you liked it or not. It gave you as a human being a sense of progression. And now all of a sudden that's kind of stripped from you. And if you don't have anything to fill that void, as a person, as a human, as an individual, it's easy to feel lost. So they their answers didn't surprise me. And they all were really pretty much the same thing as yes, I love being retired. It's awesome. I don't have to work my shitty job. I could retire from it, but there was always a, but they're trying to find something to do. They're trying to find some sort of sense of accomplishment, something they, they can continue to progress in. And so for me, I, I think about that a lot too. I took that into my perspective and going, okay, what's something that if you have the choice that you'd never have to retire from, I think we're all in this chase to be like, okay, I want to, I want to do something. I want to make a ton of money, get ultimate freedom, be able to quit my job and then just retire and not do shit. And that's cool. Again, it's very surface driven. It's tip of the iceberg. But once you talk to people who actually have retired and they're looking for something that they're like, okay, what's going to fill that void? Like what's going to have, make me feel that sense of accomplishment, um, I don't have to work any anymore now. Now I get to choose to. Why wait till we're like 65 to be able to make that decision? Why not just make it now? Why not just go, man, what's the thing that I don't feel like I ever have to retire from? Or at least what is it currently now in my current circumstance and in my age and my point and my position in life, knowing that it could potentially change later down the road. It may shift. I might have a totally new hobby or a totally different thing that I'm super psyched about. But what is that right now for me? And, and I, I try to marinate on that a lot lately, um, just of, as the thing, like, how can I make my job and what I do, despite it being leaps and bounds further from where I currently was when I was in the corporate world and me being able to own my own business now and, and do our own thing, like how we like doing, how can I make that even more enjoyable? How can I take it up to the next level where I'm like, dude, I don't want to take a break from this. Like, I don't need a break from this. I don't feel like I need to go take a vacation. Um, because I've set it up in a way that I just love it so much. And there's no, there's no end in this too. So it's always just like building blocks of like, how much better can it be? How much, you know, so that's kind of where my brain's been thinking of, um, as of late and kind of what I'm on is, is trying to build on that constantly. Oh my God, dude, we're on the same wavelength, man. It's like, I, I wrote something on my phone recently and it was something along the lines of like, how can I love like every aspect of my life or how could I love my life? Like as much as possible, right? Wake up and go through my day and do that. And I think a lot of it I've realized comes back to meaning. 
right? Like meaningful, having a meaningful existence. I think we need meeting. I've been, so I told you, I've been doing a lot of research and, and this is great. It's actually been yeah. really and like I came up because I've been doing research on like happiness and positive psychology, mindset, stuff like that. Just because, as you know, like I'm creating some sort of coach coaching program, uh, some sort of course coaching program around that, like around mindset. I call it champion mindset blueprint. And like I've kind of been shifting some stuff around, but I've come back to like meaning is so important. And without meaning that we're bored. We don't, you know, we, we have so much time to do these habits that maybe just, we don't feel good doing, but they, they fill the space, right? We, we can scroll, we can watch Netflix, we can do all these other things that maybe aren't serving us. And that's what I think about when you were talking about, you know, the retired folks as well. I think that, you know, when you have a job, like there's some sort of meaning in, in every job, right? And if you can find the meaning, it makes it more enjoyable, right? A meaning that makes sense to you. Or like one thing I've been working on recently is trying to figure out my strengths, right? Like, I, I don't know if enough people know their strengths and strengths can create meaning because like you can use your strengths or what if you could find what, enjoy, what you enjoy or what you're passionate about most within what you're doing, right? Because there are some people out there, they're, they, they can't quit their job, right? They can't find a new job, but like what parts of your job do you enjoy, right? What parts of your job make time stand still? How could you have a conversation with your boss and develop your role a little bit more around those things? Or, you know, is there a role in the company that uses more of your strengths or more of the things that you enjoy? That creates more meaning. And then we have more meaning, you enjoy life more and you enjoy every aspect of it, right? Because I think that's such a, that's a thing that I've lacked is meaning recently. And I found myself being bored more. I found myself like thinking about stuff that isn't serving me more because I haven't found it. And so what I've been doing is like, like I said, I've been looking for strengths, right? I've been trying to answer things on to find my strengths. I've asked people, this is something people can use. Ask people close to you, what are your strengths? Outside perspective, look at 10, you know, ask 10 people close to you, right? Family, friends, coworkers, whatever. People you spend a lot of time with, what your strengths are. What are the common themes there? There's probably going to be common themes. Those are probably your strengths. Look at the stuff you enjoy doing the most. Um, you know, what are the common traits and strengths there that are required for those, those things. And from there, you know, look at your day too, right? Like as a day, like we all have activities throughout our day. It could be some sort of like audit of what are the parts of my day where time stands still more, where I'm like really locked in, where I'm in flow. These are some, some hints as well to your strengths or some things that are really going to be good things to to gravitate more towards. And so like, I think that, God, I've just, I, it's kind of on the same thing as the why, right? Like I think why creates meaning, but also like doing things that really, that light you up in the sense of, because, so we talk about doing fun shit, right? And what I've realized is without meaning, it doesn't fucking matter. It's like you, you continue to just like, it's almost like it's awesome right away. And it slowly gets down. And that's what I've realized, right? It's like, oh, I can do all the fun. I could do something amazing every day, right? And the first week, it's going to be sick. The second week, it's going to be probably all right. The third week, it's going to be just fine. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be just, that's my life, right? But if you actually are what you're doing on a regular basis through work, if you're working on cool stuff, challenging stuff, stuff that puts you in flow, stuff that's enjoyable, then 
all the other stuff is a supplement. It's going to increase. It's going to raise your vibration. It's going to raise that energy because you're already living your purpose. You're already living meaningful stuff. You're doing meaningful things on a regular basis. And so then that fun stuff's even more fun. Totally, man. And it's almost like, I guess you could put it in this, this verbiage as well as like gamifying whatever it is that you're currently doing. Like that's, I try to wrap my brain around that too. Like how can I gamify, especially the shit that I know that needs to get done. It's not my favorite thing to do, but if I can gamify it, knowing that looking at the bigger picture, there's a bunch of other stuff in the business that I really enjoy doing. Like, let me get this done because it's going to, and then I'll give myself some low hanging fruit and I'll, I'll jump on a four week call with one of my favorite clients, which I have coming up, which made me think of that right now. You know, let me do the the thing right before that um, so that I can go do the thing, the part that I enjoy most, you know, because we find ourselves procrastinating on the shit that we don't like and like the stuff that's not fun. And I know myself, I'm a master procrastinator, dude. And so, especially on the stuff that sucks and just doesn't light me up something that legitimately would probably take 15, 20 minutes. I'll, I'll take four hours just to start it, you know, if not longer, you know, I'm just like, dude, I could have knocked that. Done. I could have knocked that out in 20 minutes and been done. And so what, what's helped me with that is like, just put it before something that you actually want to do. I know you're big on like you're golfing, right? You're like, this is my tea time. So I would bet. And I would imagine that you're much productive leading up to that, knowing that you got to get shit done. Cause you're like, man, I want to at least be at a good stopping point so that I could go and tee off and, and just have a blast. Right. So I think that's really cool. You brought up something too, that as you were talking, I was already thinking about it and, and maybe you and I can do this for each other is come up with each other's like top five strengths, right? Like I'll come up with Alex what I feel are your top five strengths. You come up with my top five and then we can, we can come back and reconvene. Cause I think that's super important. Like ask people who you chat with, who you're super open with friends, family, whatever. Um, I haven't done that in a long, long time. And obviously I'm a different person now than I was probably the last time I did that. We're always constantly changing. So I'd be curious to see what you, yours are of me. And, and I'm already, as you were talking, I'm already formulating yours in my head, um, just to be able to see what those are, because those are super helpful. Those are like solid bullet points to be like, okay, let me get that outside perspective. And if I could do it from multiple people to your point, let me see the commonalities here. And then what can I do things more so around my strengths, the things that I know that I can lean on as leverage that feels super congruent for me, that it doesn't feel like work, that it almost feels effortless. Those are like our gifts, right? Those are like the things that we're naturally good at. And man, when you can lean into those things, like stuff becomes easy for you. Stuff becomes, it's, it's almost the thing where like, you don't necessarily know that you're good at it until you hear like multiple people say it or explain it to you. And you're like, I, I was just doing my thing. Like I was just doing like, that's easy. People don't think that's easy. And the thing that comes like easy or supernatural to you is like, that's when you're gifts, you know? And so being able to like, think about those things when you were talking about creating the happiness, creating the longevity and the work that you do. Um, I'm constantly trying to find that. And I, I know you and I both are. It's never like this. Oh, it's a definitive like this is it. I, I think we'll get there, but I think we're kind of in that shaping and molding and chipping away and chiseling. So if you guys are listening to this, I encourage you to do the same thing. Like what Alex said is find those people closest to you, have them list out your top five to 10 strengths of their perspective on you and um, see if there's some commonalities in there. And then you can really hone in on your strengths and be like, okay, yeah, not only am I strong at this and I didn't even realize that, but 
they're also the things that you, you'll see the correlation. They're also the things you probably enjoy doing the most because we all like get, getting satisfaction out of the things that we're naturally good at. Yeah. And so it's kind of like patting yourself on the back. Like, oh, yeah, I, I do that. that. That like comes easy to me, you know, like so um, just like you and I played with all kinds of different athletes. You had the guys that naturally could steal bases like nobody's business, could run like the wind, guys that naturally just had a could throw gas, you know, like almost effortlessly dudes that could hit bombs like effortlessly everybody has their own like strength that they're good at that they're kind of just naturally given and if you can hone in on that and find what it is man stuff gets fun we we like to win constantly as humans we like to see that progression so i encourage people to do that exercise for sure yeah and at least five people i would say yeah you know, you know if you can at least five people because that's going to give you a decent sample size the more the better the more the better because you're going to see more patterns Right. I've already, I've done this with three people so far and I've already seen, I already see the patterns I already started to nice. see like a few of them. Right. It's like, Oh, this is like, these are some of the main things that come are coming up right now. And then you get a little bit more and it's like, okay, maybe it narrows it down. But yeah, I think it's, it's just, yeah, it really is something. Cause I think I've spent a lot of time in the past, like working on my weaknesses. Right. And I think that one of the best ways to do it is to double down on your strengths. It's not that you don't want to try to build up your weaknesses, but like the gifts, if you can get better at your gifts and the things that you're naturally good at, like you can separate yourself from maybe some other people or, you know, just it, it, you're doing it a different way. So I think that that's really good. And fuck, man, this has been, it's been a good one. This has been a good one. I love doing this. I think this is fun to, to do just like a, what we're doing. Cause it can go in a million different directions. And and maybe as well, like we can plan these ones around like really good podcasts we both listen to. So I think that like set the stage as well. Where it's a great just thing for us to draw on because it, it, it was, I mean, there was so much gold in that that me and you, I know we're going to take and try to run with ourselves that we talked about here. But also like it just, it creates some more thoughts that we can kind of draw off of as well. So I think we, we keep running with this. Hopefully everybody enjoys this one. I like that a lot, man. And, and right when I heard it, I was like, oh, I, I was halfway through it, not even. And I, I sent it over to you. I didn't even listen, listen to the back half yet. Um, and that's where a lot of the gold was dropped, too. So I'm glad that we, we both actually listened through it twice. Today was my second time listening all the way through it. Um, but I think that gives us really good material, especially if it's from a perspective that obviously those guys are well accomplished, but it's on the mindset of being able to master self, which you and I are constantly in engulfed in that journey. Like you said, we are obsessed with it. Um, and so anybody listening to this, if you can grab any gold nuggets or if we provided any value for you, uh, ho ho hopefully that's what we're doing. That's, that's our goal here is to not only improve and, and enhance our own journeys, but in turn help inspire you guys to do the same, especially if you're on the same page, you're looking to better yourself, you know, you're capable of more, you're looking for any little nugget that you can take with you. If you could take at least just one thing that we shared today that either we're implementing from our own journeys or our own lives or something that you can pick and pull from and, and you feel like you can apply that to yourself, by all means, more power to you. I love it. Well, thanks so much, everybody, for watching, listening. Like Matt said, you know, if you, if you did enjoy this, also make sure you share, subscribe, rate, like, whatever. Whatever you got to do, it always helps us grow, get this out to more people, impact more lives. And so we appreciate you. We'll be talking to you soon.